Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Charlotte needs to win. Vargas, the touch, the finish! It's going to fall to John Tolkien. And he's done it for New York. Red October again! Decision date from Portland, Oregon. To tomorrow! And it's 3-1. Portland not qualifying to make it into the MLS Cup playoffs. Russell puts it away! From out of the playoffs to hosting, decision day drama did not disappoint. Welcome back to Morning Footy. It all came down to Saturday in MLS. Here's a look at the decision day results. The Columbus crew hand CF Montreal the 2-1 loss. They are out of the playoff picture. Atlanta United and FC Cincinnati split the points. Charlotte FC 1-0 over Inter-Miami. They are in the New York Red Bulls with the last gas PK from John Tolkien. 1-0 over Nashville SC. Portland Timbers can't get it done at home. They lose 3-1 to the Houston Dynamo. It was a draw between the Earthquakes and Austin. Sporting Kansas City beat Minnesota United 3-1. And FC Dallas take care of business 4-1 over the LA Galaxy. They are in. Let's get to some of the highlights. We start in Charlotte hosting Lionel Messi and Inter-Miami. This was the second time these two teams faced off in less than a week. Beautiful turn from Kedwin uh, Vargas. This beautiful goal was right right on the other side of that goal. Post. And this was all. Can we talk about Christian Kalina and the game that he had, Charlie? Or Charlie, sorry. Wow. I'm like. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I'm sitting in Charlie's seat. Jimmy, Jimmy. Uh, this is probably what we could argue, maybe one of the saves of the season, yeah. not only for just the the ability to be in that moment, to just get his fingertip on it, but just the moment. Because had they drawn that game, obviously things would have been a lot different. So, we move it along to Nashville, who have been really, really good at home, good defensively. They have a chance here. Jack Mayer 
can't put it away, and then mm. in stoppage time, no what are you doing? What are you doing? For no reason whatsoever. Other than he's a Red Bulls fan. <laughs> clearly. Bedoya is clearly a Red Bulls fan. Ugh. John Tolkien, JMI steps up, sinks it. What do, you, what do you feel about him stepping up to take his first ever penalty as a professional? Great. I, In that moment. Actually, I don't know if you saw when we did the interview, I kind of jokingly said at the end, hey, when you guys lose, you can come watch the NYCFC playoff game with me. And it was like, oh. And then he steps up to score. So it was kind of poetic. To eliminate yeah. New York City FC yeah, yeah, yeah. on top of that. Uh, actually, I think NYCFC would have still been eliminated because of the oh, Inter-Miami okay. Charlotte match. Right. But a little bit poetic, a little bit of a clapback. Shouts to you, J. Mai. But, I mean, that's – I think we've realized this from the interviews with him. He is a big game player. He, he sort of wants that pressure. He wants to be that guy. And to step up and do it with the playoffs on the line 14 years and in a row. Yeah. He has you know, look, I'm not, an, I'm not a Rebel fan by any stretch of the imagination, but congratulations. A lot of maturity to him mm. for so young and getting better every season. And he's even getting shouts on the U.S. youth national teams. Um, it, it's not going unnoticed what he's doing. And for a position, for, for a left back to be taking that penalty kick in such a big moment, it's crazy that he was given the confidence from his team when you have other players that could be willing to step up and take that penalty kick. And no, you know what? J-Mai, you do the honors yeah. with so much responsibility in that kick. And he wanted impressive. it too. You impressive, impressive. Like he he yeah. wanted to step up in that moment. I can't remember who their first choice is for PKs, but he was already subbed out of the game. So it was J-Mai, and he was like, no, there was no question that I was taking this penalty. Crazy. And I loved it. In his post-game interview, he said, I was more concerned about my mother watching because she was going to be so nervous watching me Oof. take this this PK but he was just he's just so cool he is wise beyond his years this is actually the it'll be his third trip to the playoffs so despite how young he is i mean he he kind of comes across as like a seasoned veteran and he's become the most important player on this Red Bulls team and i love the fact too that he he addressed the haters at the end he's like keep hating on us do we see hate the way we play hate the hate the Red Bull Bulls system like we're still in it you know like we're this this streak of playoff continues for the the Red Bulls and i i don't know I, he's become one of my favorite players you feel in like major league he soccer you can make that jump to europe i don't see why not i feel like he needs to of be a kid I mean, yeah, of course. Look, Europe is huge, right? There's a lot of places where he can go, and I think he has uh, a lot of quality. I think the question becomes, can he make the step up to be more of a starter for the first 11 in the men's national team? Uh, we've seen him in moments, we, but we haven't seen him with that first, with that super senior team. Can he take that step? I think that's the first step. And actually, I want to ask Jimmy, you played, playoffs are a different animal. You know what I mean? They're different than everywhere else, the way, the way you sort of have to go. F sort of framing yourself as the underdog the way he did. The like, oh, I know you all hate us. Does that help? <laughs> Does that actually give you that inspiration? Because now it's about catching heat now. Nothing else, regular season now no longer matters. It's about catching heat now. Well, that's the beauty of MLS. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. And I think when, when I think about John Tolkien's words, if you can have a collective meaning together as a group and you can rally around some point or even a quote that somebody said, I do think it can inspire a team to have a little bit more of that focus and that desire. I mean, of the teams that I thought played well in decision day, the ones that had a little bit of more of that punch that we're going to do something today. I think about mm. FC Dallas as well. Mm -hmm. They were going to win that game against the Galaxy. There was no doubt. They had drawn five straight games going into that one. They know they needed to win it. And I use them as an example. Houston goes into Portland. They didn't actually need to win that game, but they wanted to send a message that they can beat anybody at any place. So you see these performances. Sporting Kansas City is another one. 
you could tell which team was going to step on the field and win that game. Now, New York needed a little bit of luck, and they got it. And maybe that will breathe a new life and motivation for the playoffs. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, now, it's going to be interesting. Also, I just want to give some a, a shout-out to John Tolkien, who continues the morning footy bump of players who have appeared on morning footy and then go on to score a goal. Duncan McGuire at a brace for Orlando City after nice. coming on our show on Friday. So, guys, good things happen when you come on morning footy. You just got to play Toronto FC when you're on. <laughs> Is it that's, too early for that's the bump. He that's had to the go bump. there. He I'm had to go there. Um, and also, well done, Charlotte, to making the playoffs for the first time. Wait, hold on. Right. Who got the wooden spoon at the end of the day? Toronto? Toronto. For sure. Toronto. Toronto. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Wait, can we talk about Messi coming and joining Inter-Miami, and they were in 15th, uh-huh. and by the end of the season, they were in 14th, so <laughs> hell of a signing there, Inter-Miami. Yeah. <laughs> As if they win, didn't win a trophy. Come on. They got to the final of the Open Cup. I know. Dang, <laughs> Jimmy. Wow. Just taking shots. It's early. It. <laughs> it's early for me. Uh, all right, let's West get Coast to, uh, let's transition to the Western Conference, shall we? We'll get to some of the highlights of this. We start with the LA Galaxy and FC Dallas. Dallas needed to win this game. A win, and they were in. They missed an opportunity against Colorado, but was not the case on the day. Um, Remember when we said that we wanted to see Jesus Ferreira have a big game? Although he wasn't on the score sheet, he was very impactful. Getting in position to score, setting up essentially right off the shot, the rebound, and Tomasi ends up scoring a golazo. Mm -hmm. He just slapped that chancletazo. That was. The way that it curved outwards here. Also the best gritty. Best gritty in MLS. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) And they picked them apart because LA Galaxy are so unorganized. Um, All right, San Jose hosting Austin FC. I was at this game. You were? Yes, and good pressure there from Jeremy Abobasi, and that leads Christian Espinoza to say thank you very much. He's not going to miss from there, but I love that back pressing there from Abobasi. If you're going to have success in the playoffs, you need that type of pressing from your number nine, but a nice quality finish. Then on the other side, Josh Wolf's son, Owen Wolf. With uh, what I'd like to say, a patented Jimmy Conrad header here. That is one of the best names. But a nice names. glancing header. That Owen you, Wolf. What a name. You copyrighted that? Wow. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, okay. It's very uh, nice. And this was one of the biggest matches of the day. SKC hosting Minnesota. Mm. Both teams needing a win to advance and some help from some other teams. But Johnny Russell, man, this so, guy put the team on his back. And yeah. Remy Walter, I mean, look at this. The cross, the run. Where's the defending? Yikes. No one covering him. Yeah, just heads up play there too. Uh, Putting Michael Boxel under some pressure there and just the the composure from Johnny Russell who clearly decided I'm going to show up and put the team on my back. It's a a heroic performance. We spoke to Peter Vermees on on Friday and I don't know about you guys, but I, I got the sense that he said he was like, we're ready. For this game, and when Peter Vermees says that his team is ready for battle, I believe him. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's got the haircut of a sergeant. I 100% believe him, and I just think that the way that they came out in this game, as soon as Johnny Russell found the back of the net, I thought, SKC, there's no way they're losing this game. I don't know. What was your reaction to this one, Jimmy? So did he get the morning footy bump? I think Peter he Bruce? did. Uh, guys, yep. uh, even from the managers, yep. automatic on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Three for three. We should start charging teams to come on this show. Um, it was interesting, too, though, because after the game, they won. They got the result that they needed, but they also needed some help from some other teams in order to get above that playoff line. So after the game, there are some incredible scenes of the SKC players watching the San Jose match up on the screen. And the moment that they realize that they are, in fact, going to be playing in the postseason is pretty good. Nice. 
I mean, to come from where that – the way they started this season, again, it's a little frustrating that the first 10 games of an MLS season <laughs> matter that little. But to look at these scenes and to see the way Johnny Russell plays, you get a sense that, like – and it doesn't matter what team he plays on, the fan base will just love this guy. He's like a gamer. He just finds, he's like, you know, he just finds ways to score. He's like a gnat. He won't stop picking at you if you're a defender. It's pretty fun to see. He's got the best left foot in the league. It's, uh, well, I guess Leo yeah. Messi would yeah. have an argument there. But, but <laughs> when Johnny Russell's running at you at full speed, it's Messi-like. I'll throw that out there for sure. Um, again, what you just said, I just want to piggyback off of that, that it's crazy that you can go on a 10-game winless streak to start the season and still make the playoffs. Again, the majority of the teams in Major League Soccer make the postseason. Less teams are eliminated. Mm -hmm. So... Um, Let's see if one of these, I'm interested in this, in this format, whether one of these play-in teams, how far they can make it. Personally, I see too much quality in the top teams in the East and the yeah. West for these teams to make it so far. I think, I think SKC could be the exception here because hmm. of their form. Since May, they have been one of the best teams in the league. And Johnny Russell said that yeah. ahead of the game. Like they're, If you look at the record, I think they had like the fourth best record since May, after that abysmal start to this season. And so getting getting this win, just getting in, I feel like this is like a galvanized mm. group. They have the, the play-in game is at home at Children's Mercy Park where they are, are really good and, and hard to beat. I don't know. I feel like if there is a team that can kind of ride that wave, it would be sporting Kansas City, City in the playoffs. I think there's enough quality there. We've seen it before when Portland made that run. They got hot at the right time. They came into the playoffs hot, and was that's that all that really 20, matters. 2015? Yeah. Is that what it was? Oof. Yeah, they barely got into the playoffs and then Crazy. ended up winning MLS Cup. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> you want a stat before I we do. go to break? Give me a An stat. Argentine scored in every single match day this season. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Credit to Rodrigo Azurmendi, a colleague of mine who made me aware of that stat. But That's incredible. Wild. How proud are you? Yeah. I, well, Taking over the league. Dominic, it's the, it's the country with, that, with the most internationals, right, in Major League Soccer, I think. Argentines. All right. So wow. credit to them. Love that stat. Um, all right. Here's a look at the playoff bracket. Um, the play-in games are on Wednesday. The Red Bulls will be hosting Charlotte. That is going to be fun. SKC hosting the Quakes. The Jimmy. We're going to call that the Jimmy Conrad. Or the Conradinho Classico. Whatever okay. way you want. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, you TM. Can watch all of these matches on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV Plus. We are going to take another break. Um, we're going to chat some Serie A on the other side. Stick around. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Still feels like a pinch yourself moment. I mean, if you're an American kid watching this, you could actually be in this stadium playing. It's going to be a straight red card. Malik Shaw gets his marching orders. Oh, Christian Pulisic, a, who's going to make way. What a blow this is, Pulisic. Or it is Pulisic sacrificed. Look, I'm telling you to have a strike. It's oh! a good reflection, and there's the breakthrough. It needed a bit of luck, but look, I'm telling you how to crack. Juventus have come to San Siro and established their title challenge. And could it be 
future for the Scudetto in 2023-2024 for Juventus. Was that the smooth vocal stylings of Chris Whittingham on mm. the call? So nice. And that AC Milan Juve game, I love it. Like uh, someone, someone cleaning a sex. <laughs> Here's a look at the weekend results in Serie A. Napoli get the 3-1 win over Verona. Inter Milan 3-0 over Torino. Uh, Salernitana and Cagliari. I just wanted to say Cagliari. That's why I went to that one. A 2-2 draw. And then, of course, Juventus with the 1-0 win over AC Milan. Let's chat more on that game. What was really cool about this was that there were all four Americans in the starting 11. Let's go. For this one. So, Jimmy. Yes. How would you say our boys fared? I thought that before the red card, everybody looked pretty good. I thought okay. the game was you know, crisp. I don't know why that word came to mind. Ooh. But there was, a, there was a, you could tell there was something on the game mm. and that there was some energy to it. And it was pulsating. Maybe is another word I'd like they to use. They were sharp. They were sharp. And, and when Christian got subbed off, you could feel his frustration. Obviously, it was a tactical sub. It wasn't anything personal to him. You're not going to take off Leao, and you're not probably going to take off your big number nine in Giroud, who can hold up the ball for you when you're trying to transition with a man down. So I understand why he came off. But uh, Eunice Musa, I thought, got a little bit more tired as the game went along. I think, in fairness, that makes a lot of sense. We get a good look here at the red card. I think you have to call it at that point. Good play there by Moise Ken. And a good ball, actually, by Timo Wea to, to play him into yeah. that space. Yeah. Uh, but you can see Pulisic coming oh, he's off. he's gutted. He's definitely gutted, and, and you get it. you got to bring on another defender to lock it down. And, and in fairness to Milan, they almost had it, right? It was a deflected goal that, that uh, didn't allow them to get the full points. But, yeah, I can understand why he's frustrated. But on the other side, Timo Weah obviously had the assist. He made that, that entry pass into Moise Ken that led to the red card. Thought he was pretty busy. Saw him in pockets of space in the middle of the field, which I love. I want to see more of that. He's just a tremendous player. And then Weston McKinney, I thought, was solid as well. So it was a good day, I think, overall for the Americans. Yeah, when I look at Juventus, what, what I personally want to look for is to see Wea continue to make an impact, continue to show the fans and Allegri that he deserves more time on the, on the pitch. And this game, I think, did exactly that. You showed how effective he was. He was making smart passes. You even mentioned it centrally. I mean, this guy's, this guy's asked to be a, a right wing back, and he's playing more centrally when he gets a chance. He's getting the ball in spots. He's making effective passes. I'm enjoying what I'm watching. Yeah, and credit to Weston McKinney, who again, Obviously, right wing back's not his main position, but that's what he's been playing. But he was back to playing that center mid mezzala position that they call in Italy, kind of like that eight that I think is his strongest position, and he would probably say is his strongest position. But again, he can play mostly anywhere on the field, and, and he showed his impact. It wasn't the performances from the Americans uh, weren't like MVP performances, but they, they were they were strong. It's just a vouch for. Americans in European football, again, in, in such a high-profile match that... They can be trusted. They can be trusted and compete and hold up and play at that standard I because think, that's I, where they are. I think what's nice, I'm going to piggyback off of that, is that Maxi Allegri is trusting them to be on the field at the same time. We saw early on in the season that it was either Weston McKinney or Timo Weah starting, hmm. and they were coming in for each other with subs, and now... Hey, you know what? I'm going to roll them out at the same time. I think they're capable. I think our team can, can flow, and... And improve that. So I actually I'm, I'm, long may that continue. I want. I, I actually think we need to take the next step. It's not just trust on the pitch. It's trust to make an impact. Trust to actually mm -hmm. have mm -hmm. have something where they provide 
whether it's part of the win or part of a comeback or something, something impactful for this team. And I think we're seeing that. And I think he's also. I think we're also going to see that maybe Weston McKinney and Tim Wayne need to be on the pitch at the same time. I think that might be the best setup for Juventus. I keep hearing the word impact. And I think that we've talked a lot about Christian Pulisic and the impact that he has had right away at AC Milan and the, the goal-scoring production. Jimmy, when you look at the, the other Americans, who do you think has the highest ceiling in terms of the impact that they can have on, wow. on their club? Wow. Are question. you talking about Americans overall or just these four These four. Particular? I want to focus on these Yeah, four. I think that Christian obviously is in a position to get the numbers. Mm-hmm. He can find himself getting those assists, getting For those sure. goals. But Yunus Musa is very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I think that he arguably is one of our most talented players. So... What is his best position and how can we, or how can Stefano Pioli in AC Milan put him in a position to succeed? Because he can do a lot of things really well, but is he going to be great at one? It's it's one of those things when you wear a lot of hats, how can you focus on one? Whereas Christian clearly knows what his best role is. He's going to get the ball, he's going to run at you, and he's going to create something. I wonder, Yunus is something different. No, no, no. So to talk about Yunus, I wonder how Pioli sees him because... Milan's starting trio in the midfield was not completely there. Reinders obviously starting, but when you have Ruben Loftus-Cheek back um, and Krunic back, was this a performance that tells Pioli, I'm convinced by what you did, let's give you another shot in Champions League coming up at the weekend. I forget who they have at the weekend, but... um, We'll see how that sits, how how Pioli digests this and, and sees where... Musa can be put in a position to succeed. And we should maybe grade it on a curb because they were playing with 10 men. So Fair. he didn't have his best match. If uh, he we, gave away a couple balls at he the did. end. Where he I didn't thought. win any ground duels. Mm-hmm. Not, one, not one duel did he win. But again, you're playing against, you're playing against 11. You're there, they have an extra man in the mid, in the, uh, on the pitch. You're not exactly going to have your greatest game. Yeah, at least I mean, that's, that's the excuse I'm giving him. No, no, I appreciate that. I'll yeah. take the excuse. I think there's potential. Yeah. And when I look at Yunus Musa's potential, it is limitless. But, but will he match that? Obviously, that's yet to be determined. Um, we're 1, 2, and 3 in the standings with Inter Milan, AC, and Juventus. Nice. Do, you th- do you see Juventus as a Scudetto? Contender? You? If they start yeah. Timo Way and Weston McKinney yeah. every single game, then yes, I do. Okay. And if the courts stay out of their business, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't have That's anything a whole different the- conversation. <laughs> we I had mean, to go there. They seems to follow else. them. That's their 12th man. <laughs> <laughs> For them, it's only Serie A. That's it. They don't have anything else to focus on. Mm-hmm. We shall see. Do or die. Uh, we are going to take a break. Guys, I'm so excited. Guess who's joining us? After a quick timeout, the man who scored a brace for SKC got them into the playoffs. Johnny Russell is joining us on Morning Footy. Stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Russell. Oh, it's lovely. Johnny Russell! And Denby on the overup. Out in front, and it is two! Johnny Russell joins the party. This time, Boxel tries to clear. Russell blocks it. Russell puts it away! Here you see Russell out wide again, running at Gregush, turning back on his left foot. Johnny Russell slots it home! There's only one! 
Johnny Russell. I love to see it. Since joining Sporting Kansas City in 2018, Johnny Russell has been one of the most dynamic players in Major League Soccer. And what a weekend for the captain of Sporting Kansas City, a brace to help his team get into the postseason. And we are absolutely delighted to welcome him to Morning Footy right now. Johnny Russell, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. How are you doing? No, it's always fun. It's always a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. Okay. I want to chat about this this weekend. Number one, have you recovered from the celebrations? Because um, I have a feeling you guys maybe maybe went hard on on Saturday night after <laughs> after that victory. You know what? It was actually for us. It was actually pretty quiet because we've got the game so close now. Um, there was a little bit of celebration, but it was it was a lot tamer than usual. I feel like tame for a Scotsman is probably <laughs> yeah. much more intense for me. You know, I'm, I'm not too sure. Well, I know you're, you're a tequila drinker, right? Yeah, tequila, scotch, I'm, I'm not picky. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, like, I like this guy. Exactly. Well, okay, we, we saw the, the very cool moment at the end of the game when you guys had already won, but you were watching on the big screen the San Jose match to, to actually confirm that you guys had made it into the playoffs. Can you just kind of describe what the emotions were like for the team sharing that moment with the fans at, at Children's Mercy Park? What was it like? Yeah, I mean, so we didn't know any any of the results. Um, so none of the guys on the field would have known. Um, and then when they, they added the stoppage time, I was I said to one of the guys behind me, I was like, I have to know. So I knew <laughs> the other results. So I knew I was waiting and the team was waiting for that one um, to get the home game. So that's why it was, that's why it was, it was fun just getting to watch it on the screen. All the fans were still there. Um, and obviously the, the final whistle going and, and realizing you know, after the season we've had, everything we've went through, that we actually get a game at home to get ourselves into the the next round of the playoffs was was massive. Well, Johnny F. Russell, Jimmy Conrad here. <laughs> Great to see you as always. Uh, talk to me about the season overall, because after 10 games, there's a pretty famous interview of you going, I don't really know what, we, what we're going to do. How are we going to dig ourselves out of it? But you found a way. You stayed calm, I think, is really the most impressive and didn't get too rattled and found your way into the playoffs now. And I actually think you're going to go into the playoffs with a lot of momentum. How, what, what changed? Was there any significant moment? Like, what, what was the difference? Um, yeah, we went to the, people spoke about it, we went to the owner's ranch um, the week before the Seattle game and had a bit of a team get together, a bit of a blowout. And, you know, we just, a lot of things were said, a lot of things that probably had to be said. Um, I spoke to the team and then everyone was given a platform to speak. You know, every every guy that was there, no matter how small they felt their role was, um, we wanted to hear everyone, see what they thought we could be doing better, what they thought was the issue. Um, and we ended up speaking for hours. So you'll hear a lot of guys relate back to that, but I mean, even before that, we were doing all the same things. We were doing all the right things leading into games, and then we would get to games, and for whatever reason, we weren't performing as a team individually. None of us at that point could say that we were anywhere near what we should be. So that was where the frustration and those comments came. And then from there nothing changes <laughs> it's just a, a crazy sport we, we haven't changed anything um, 
we continue to prepare the same way, we do the same things leading into games and for whatever reason, it just changed that Seattle game. I think everyone seen that the fight was still there. I think a lot of teams in our position would have would have given up. Um, but it's, you guys know the people that are here, this club, that's, that's not an option here. So I'm glad for everyone's hard work and the way we've turned the season around that we finally get the the reward that we've deserved after those 10 games. Johnny, before I ask my question, I want you to know that in a couple of segments ago, Jimmy Conrad said you had the best left foot in the league. Mind you, Lionel Messi. I forgot Leo Messi played. joined. I'm <laughs> sorry, Johnny. You put a lot of pressure on you. You played in this league. Jimmy, Jesus. <laughs> well, I, I, then I caught myself and I said, Leo Messi does play in the league now. So, yes. Yeah. But, Messi, Bella, there's just two off the top of my head. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, Johnny, though, uh, listen, two goals on decision day, where does that rank amongst your best SKC moments in your career? Probably it's definitely up at the very top. Just where, like you said, the way the season went, um, how important that game was, uh, how big a, a moment it was for us as a team. I mean, not... Not the best of goals to look at, but um, in terms of meaning, then they're definitely, definitely up there for me. Um, it's scoring a goal, anyways, is a huge feeling. But when you score it in that kind of fashion and that kind of game, then it's, it's always the big games that you want to step up. And you know, gladly and luckily, I was able to do that for my team. But I thought. Especially first half, I thought we, we were so good as a team. Um, second half was made very difficult for us, but we showed another side to our game and ground out the result as well. So a, a lot of pleasing things um, on Saturday night. Johnny, I feel like I need to buy stock at Iron Brew. You're doing well. You're, you're scoring a brace to get your team in the playoffs. And also your country doing incredibly well, qualifying for the Euros. Talk a little bit about that, what that's like. I know you scored for them. You've played for the, national, the, the Scottish national team. What's this been like watching them? It's been, it's been incredible. Obviously, you know, a lot of those guys are really good friends of mine. So it's, you could see it coming. Um, you know, the, this sort of influx of talent we've got now in Scotland, it's, it was only a matter of time before we started piecing it together and you know those those guys have, have been killing it. You look at our group as well, a lot of people wouldn't have us, you know, getting out that group. So the fact that they've done it, the way they've done it, beating Spain at home as well, um, you know, beating Norway away, massive results. So no, I'm I'm delighted for them. I spoke to I spoke to a lot of them. Um, you know, speaking of parties that would have been that would have been a big one for those boys and then had to go and play France after it. So that wouldn't have been ideal. <laughs> I do want to know, though, can you text Scott McTominay and tell him we, we would appreciate him in MLS? You know what I mean? We'd let him play a little bit more forward. That is, I mean, his goal, goal scoring form recently is club and country has been outrageous. So I'll, I'll drop him a text. <laughs> I think, uh, I think, man, you're going to want to hold on to him for a little while longer now, the way he's playing. But uh, I'll surely drop him a text. Nice. Well, Johnny, looking forward to the play-in game against the San Jose Earthquakes. You played against the Quakes in late August and won 3-0 at home. You scored in that game. How do you feel going into this, knowing that they're obviously going to have some momentum getting into the playoffs as well? 
I mean, we have to go into it confident. Um, you know, we're, we're coming off the back of, you know, a, a good run of results. Um, but we know that they're a dangerous side as well. So it's not as if we're, we're looking past them. Uh, you know, everyone's in this position for a reason. Um, they've, they've got themselves the results. And they're going to be a dangerous side. They always are. We, we seem to play them a lot around this time of year, um, especially since I've been here. So we know it's, it's, a, it's a different game, um, but we know how difficult it's going to be, the threats that they've got. So we have to be at our very best, but it, it, it feels better knowing that we have the game at home rather than obviously having to travel there to play it. Johnny, with the most Scottish slang before we let you go, <laughs> you need to answer in the most Scottish way possible. If Wait, hold on. And you can't swear, okay? We don't have to do it Scotland. If SKT wins MLS Cup, how would you celebrate? I don't know if I'd stop celebrating. You maybe wouldn't see me next year. <laughs> I don't know. It would be... That would be... He wants to swear. Be, oh, definite bender. Um, a lot <laughs> of scotch and tequila, I think. Would, definitely would be going missing uh, for a while. But it's, no, that's, that's the aim. That's the aim every season. Um, that's, I feel like that's the one thing that's missing since I've been here as, as a trophy. Um, so there's a long, long way to go. But I best believe if we do win it, uh, you might not see me all that trophy again. <laughs> a couple munch boxes for the it, team. I love it, I love it, I love it. That'd be a well-deserved party. Uh, Johnny Russell, always a pleasure to catch up with you. I just want to tell you, too, you have been seriously probably my favorite player in Major League Soccer since you've joined the oh, league. And you. it has been, it's been such a joy to watch you play. And uh, best of luck in the playoffs. Can't watch, wait to watch you do your thing. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right, guys. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, some heartbreaking news in the football world over the weekend, and that is the passing of the legendary Sir Bobby Charlton at the age of 86. An absolute icon of the sport. His career accolades are seemingly endless. He was a legend of Manchester United, where he played 758 matches over 17 seasons, scoring 249 goals. He led England to World Cup glory in 1966, the same year he also won the Ballon d'Or. He won the European Cup, three league titles, an FA Cup, and was granted knighthood in 1994. Just a massive loss in the footballing world, and over the weekend, uh, the outpouring of tributes and memories of Sir Bobby Charlton that came out um, were pretty special to see. Here's a look at some of them. We start with Manchester United and a post that they put. As long as football is played, Sir Bobby Charlton will never be forgotten. David Beckham weighed in as well, saying, it all began with Sir Bobby. Sir Bobby was the reason I had the opportunity to play for Manchester United. What a great picture. 
Gary Neville had this to say, so sorry to hear the news of Sir Bobby Charlton, the greatest English football player and Manchester United's greatest ambassador. And Peter Schmeichel also weighing in, saying, saddened to hear of the passing of one of the greatest players our sport has ever seen, a true Manchester United legend and an amazing person. Rest in peace, Sir Bobby. You know, I feel like in sports, the word legend is used a lot. And, and maybe sometimes people are worthy of it, maybe sometimes not. But in the case of Sir Bobby Charlton, I don't think anybody could argue that he is, in fact, a legend for Manchester United, for England, for the sport of soccer. Jimmy, when you think about the legacy that he leaves, what comes to mind? Well, he's a giant. Uh, just to kind of add on to the word legend, what he'd accomplished for both club and country are somewhat unparalleled, at least from an English perspective. What I love, and maybe what's not talked about a lot, is that he scored two goals in the 1966 World Cup semifinals against Portugal to send England into the final. He didn't actually get on the score sheet in the final, but that's because his main job was to mark Franz Beckenbauer, West Germany, we should say at that point. And Franz Beckenbauer, they've said afterwards, he'd come out and said, I was told I had to mark him. And so, they kind of canceled each other out, these two world-class players uh, playing at the heights and the peaks of their career. But they wouldn't have gotten into that point without him, and that just speaks to his involvement there. He's also part of that devastating plane crash that Manchester United had in Munich, uh, coming back from a Champions League game. And 10 years on from that, he was part of the team for Manchester United for Sir Matt Busby when they won the Champions, or European Cup, the Champions League final now, and, and they, they went into extra time against Benfica and scored three goals in extra time. They knew that they had to win that a decade later after that plane crash. So he'd seen a lot, he'd been a part of a lot, and, and for his involvement and his influence and impact, we've used that word a lot today, on the game overall, I mean, just really speaks to just how important he was to not only Manchester United and England, but also to the world. He completely embodies the definition of legend. Like you were saying, Suzanne, I think nowadays the terminology is a little bit softer. We kind of just throw it out, oh, legend, legend, mm -hmm. legend, right? But back in the day, there were very few who were very deserving of the title. And one of them is Sir Bobby Charlton. And I think of legends that have passed recently, Pelé is gone, Maradona is gone, Sir Bobby Charlton is gone, Eusebio is gone. We just saw Eusebio in the very last picture of them holding the European Cup trophy together. I mean, lifting a World Cup title in Wembley, knocking out not only West Germany, but Portugal, who's maybe one of the hottest teams at that World Cup on the way, representing so boldly Manchester United for so many years. And I think of the Holy Trinity statue that's outside Old Trafford. It's George Best on one side, mm. Sir Bobby Charlton on the other side, and the only one of the three that's still alive is Dennis Law. And if you see the, the Holy Trinity, he's gesturing upwards. It's almost as he's pointing to the heavens, the two legends that he's flanked by the era of the Busby Babes. Um, they're gone, and he's the only one, and it's kind of symbolic that he's left there pointing at the sky. So I, I think the footballing world has done justice to such a great legacy that he left behind. Yeah, here's a look at that statue, actually, I think that you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. You can see all the, you know, wonderful flowers and all the signs that are being posted. And you think about, you know, England, every time there's a major competition, the fans start singing, it's coming home. Well, this was, this was the man who brought it right. home. Right. Um, and almost an anomaly when you think about it. Mm -hmm. They haven't been back uh, since. Uh, and, and you think about 
the fans just going nuts and it's coming home, the confidence they have in, in this, this squad and the talent that they have and the arguments they have is how come we're not scoring more goals and we should be beating teams by more. This was the man who did those things. This was the man who did those things for not just for England, but also for Manchester United. And to back up what Jeff Greaves said, the Sir Bobby Charlton Foundation to this day continues to go. So his legacy will live on and not just on the pitch, but off the pitch, making it safe to recover from war and for, uh, for people all over the world to play this game. And, and that's really when you think about not just the impact you did for your, you had for your country or your club, but to make an impact for the future of the sport, for the whole world, Sir Bobby Charlton has done that. 100%. Exactly that. Yeah, and Jeff said something else too. He spoke about him just as a human and what a, the humble gentleman, those are the words that, that come to mind when you think of Sir Bobby Charlton. And I think that in itself um, is a massive part of, of his legacy, just how kind he was and how he treated people, um, which is really special. Um, yeah, a huge loss, huge loss for the footballing world. But we remember Sir Bobby Charlton, um, who passed this weekend at the age of 86. We'll be back. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Back to morning footy. NWSL playoffs are underway. The quarterfinal matches completed over the weekend. Here is the updated bracket. Gotham FC get the 2-0 win over NC Courage. They will now face the Portland Thorns in the semifinals. And the OL Reign take down Red Hot Angel City. They will face the San Diego Wave. For more on these semifinal matches and the quarterfinals, let's bring in our good friend Sandra Herrera. Hello, Sandra. Sandra. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Okay, so let's chat about some of these quarterfinal matches. Um, the OL Reign get the 1-0 win over Angel City, who had been absolutely scorching hot heading into this quarterfinal matchup. Are you at all surprised at this result and that OL Reign were able to, to stop their playoff run? Surprise, not at all. It's NWSL, baby. That's how it rolls when we get to the postseason. Anything can happen. That is the ultimate reset button for this league. Doesn't matter if you're seated one through six. It's anybody's game at this point. And yes, Angel City, hottest team going into that match, but going up against an old rain side that has, uh, you know, a couple of players and a head coach that have sort of been there before. And I think that's kind of what we saw in, in this match. Um, I think tale of two halves, I think you City kind of, you know, struggle to kind of generate and get things going. And then you have an old rain side that can go into halftime, recheck in with each other reevaluate the game plan and say, okay, let's go and get it. And we see this goal come really late into the game. Veronica Latsko, I appreciate that. Had her as my likely goal scorer in my prediction. So thanks for that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think at this point with the rain, having the form that they had, kind of struggling a little bit down that final stretch of the regular season, I think to get this win in the quarterfinal might just be what propels them uh, all the way through the championship final. Now, Sandra, this is O.L. Reign's first win in the playoffs since 2015, which is pretty mind-blowing given how much talent that Laura Harvey has at her disposal. I actually thought that the Reign were excellent against Chicago Red Stars in the last game of the season prior to this, and they shut down a very hot 
uh, Angel City team who didn't get any shots on goal. So they were very good on that side of the ball. What I find interesting now is that OL Reign go and play in San Diego. They played San Diego four times, twice in the league and twice in the Challengers Cup. And they've won all four of those. So I kind of like OL Reign to be the favorites against San Diego, as weird as that sounds. I mean, how do you expect them to play in that one? Yeah, I don't blame you. I think everything is kind of the, the stage is set, right? To sort of maybe see another upset like that on the road. I think we're looking at a San Diego wave side that has built off of what they did last season, the first ever kind of natural expansion side coming in on, as an expansion bid city and then going all the way to a playoff appearance, building off of that. Now the Shield winners. But what's that going to look like now that they've had a little bit of a pause in their season? Sometimes there's that age-old argument about like, do you want to stay in form or do you really want the break? And we maybe can go back and forth on that a little bit. How is this team, San Diego, going to navigate that pause in play? Who's it going to benefit a little bit more? So I think that's something that we're going to take a look at. I think when you're looking at Rain, maybe coming off of their season, their playoff appearance last year, maybe that was something that actually didn't benefit, that kind of break up in play there. So uh, I think there will be some some good stuff in between the lines. I think it could be similar to what we saw in the quarterfinal. Maybe a couple of teams just kind of feeling each other out in that first half before really kind of popping things off in the second. Uh, Sandra, let's talk a little bit about Gotham. Go Bats. Huge, huge win um, against North Carolina Courage. <laughs> there you go. Come on now. Um, absolutely massive. I mean, talk about the impact of like a Lynn Williams, a Midge Purse. Just absolutely. Yasmin Ryan with her second goal. I mean, absolute incredible game. But now they have to go up against Portland of all teams. Talk a little bit about what you saw from Gotham. Yeah, absolutely. I think, again, with this quarterfinal, I think we saw some teams kind of try to take their chances and, and, and go for it from time to time. Uh, look, what are you going to do when you have to go up against the North Carolina Courage side that absolutely wants to keep the ball the entirety of the game? And I think we saw with Gotham's you know, in-game plan of, of kind of having a really good defensive shape, kind of negating that a little bit and having position be a little bit more even versus a little bit more lopsided that we've seen in the past uh, for this North Carolina Courage side. Uh, I think we kind of all had the feeling that maybe things might look different for North Carolina, uh, given that Caroline may have been absent and then the club announcing, unfortunately, that she suffered an ACL tear. And that's that's an automatic gut punch, I think. But uh, this is a, a team that had the home field advantage, that had played well, even with her absence to the World Cup. So how were they going to, you know, uh, you know, make those adjustments moving forward? I maybe would have liked to have seen Brianna Pinto a little bit earlier on the pitch, maybe kind of shake things up for the courage. But Gotham absolutely had the game plan set going forth. They absolutely put on a really good defensive clinic. And I think getting that insurance goal from Yasmin Ryan, late into stoppage time, I think that was just the cherry on top for them moving forward. So, yeah, it's Gotham versus the entire West Coast right now in this bracket. <laughs> Sandra, so out of all the teams that Alexis supports, <laughs> Gotham's got to have the best chance, right? Because Cuba, out of the Nations League, right? Uh, NYCFC, out of the playoffs. Yeah. The, the Knicks are the Knicks. Yeah, so, that's actually true. <laughs> that's bad. So, Gotham, up against the West Coast, like, how many chips are you putting on their side? Like, is there any possibility they get it done? It's tough when you're looking at their opposition in front of them, right? It's it's the semifinals. It's on the road. It's in Portland against the Thorns. What is what are the Thorns going to look like, right? Similar to what I was saying a little bit to San Diego. How are they going to look coming out of this break? And I think, actually, this might be a break that benefits them. It's wild to even think about Sophia Smith 
could be considered an actual X factor versus the actual starter that you're going to have over 90 minutes. We'll see how she is. She's going to be uh, with the U.S. women's national team over the course of this international break. She's still building up her minutes over that mild MCL sprain. She had about seven to 10 minutes uh, a few weeks ago built off on that closer to 30 in that uh, you know second appearance and now she's going to go off to the U.S. national team so the fact that there is uh, Sophia Smith who's apparently only getting stronger as the semifinal comes into play that's going to be a tough ass to go up against on the road at home but we've seen this Portland Thorn side kind of you know, flounder a little bit in, in her absence, probably over the course of these more recent two weeks to kind of close out the regular season. We all saw that wild 5-1 decision game result uh, that they had against Angel City. So maybe this break actually came at a good time for this Portland Thorns side. And maybe that's something that Gotham already knows. And they're going to go ahead and try to, you know, keep in the back of their mind and how they're going to target things moving forward. Uh, listen, the three players are retiring. Christine Sinclair, Megan Rapino, and Allie Krieger. Will one of them be lifting a trophy at the end of the season? Oh, man. I hope so. Got to gotta do it for the 99 and 2000s, man. Like, I want, I want, I, I look, I desperately would love to see, uh, you know, one of the vets go ahead and, and lift that, that trophy. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit more partial to the Americans. I'd, I'd love to see Rapino or Krieger get the opportunity to lift that trophy. These are two players who have, have been in the mix uh, b- before. Obviously, Rapino with the rain, but Ali Krieger in a championship final in 2016 with, with the Spirit. So that's something that she's been chasing, um, you know, is well. So I'd love to see one of them uh, walk away with it. I agree. I'm with you, Sandra. Um, always great to see you. Thank you so much for all the great intel. I'm sure we'll catch up with you very soon. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Rise and shine, football fans. Welcome to Morning Footy. We made it through another week. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Your oh boy. coach, Jason Tindall, <laughs> has a my knack moment. for finding the camera. Um, have you ever you made had the news. to be like, I'm, I'm in charge here. I'm the chief. Uh, that's an interesting, yeah, it's something that we've not really, uh, ever talked about, really. Kwame, last but not least, I'm going to give you my pitch. Uh, Look, this is historically uh, one of the most celebrated teams in Europe. And I will tell you, Kwame, that if you support this team, you will never walk alone. Guys, it's Footy Kit Friday, my favorite day of the week. There's not a Footy Kit Friday where you don't come in with the best kit. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Aww, Happy birthday. Thanks, guys. That's really sweet. What is a fire marshal not allowed candles? <laughs> what happened here? I'm genuinely touched. Oh, this is lovely. I love cake, too. There cake you for go. breakfast? Are you yes, kidding? Yes, please. Birthday cake for breakfast is so underrated. That is my aunt's go-to. Shouts to Denora, by the way. If you, there's birthday cake, any leftover, she's like, I'll take it as oh. a breakfast for the next two weeks. hundred percent. I feel like this is going to be a cake-filled week because we got another birthday coming up. Oh, yeah. On yeah. Wednesday, too. I, I meant it when I said it. MLS guru, you were captain of morning footy, and you know what I forgot on top of that of being a musical thespian? You are Footy Kit Friday queen. The absolutely undefeated Footy Kit Friday god. We bow down to your greatness. Happy birthday. I appreciate you. That's really sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm inspired by all of you. I, I mean, it's like the only thing I feel like I can win. Um, unless I start hitting on my bets more. That's true. There you go. That's true. There's no stopping me. It's going to be my best year yet. Uh, thanks so much, guys, for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great one. Aw, thank you.
Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!